This is sort of like new territory. I've never spoken to a matchmaker before okay. or anybody in that industry. So this is going to be really entertaining to a lot of people. I am going to solve dating in Dubai. If you're like, oh, I give up. There are no good men here. There are no good women here. You're always going to fail. I call it okay. a roller coaster ride. There's okay. the highs and there's the lows. How do you deal with cultural differences here? I think that's one of the greatest positives about dating here in Dubai is that you can literally date the entire map. What advice would you give to someone who's a new expat here in terms of navigating the dating scene here? Say yes to every date. Let's ride out. Big teams, big boys, right? My highs and lows inherit growth, Mr. Deeds. Went from juggling three jobs to CEO like I'm Steve. Never been no rotten apple, call me John Appleseed. That's how I lead. God can see no other man can judge me. Call a mic, Mr. International, getting cream. Man, you didn't have to do them like that, man. You didn't have to do them like that. <laughs> it was film day. Yeah, we gotta, we gotta make a statement. Exactly, we gotta make a statement. Welcome back to the Last Fight Out podcast. We're your hosts, Mike and Jay. Please like and comment on this video and subscribe to our YouTube channel or to wherever you listen to your audio podcasts. Also, give us a follow on all our social media accounts at Last Flight Out Podcast, except on X, formerly known as Twitter, where we could just be found at LFO Podcast. I'm your host, Jay. You can find me across all my social media accounts at jlubriel26, and you can find Mike at... If Mike was here. Once again, thank you for tuning in today. Uh, I think we have... This is probably the most highly anticipated episode... Um, that we are going to have, you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we have an incredible woman on here that's going to talk about her successful journey as an expat, as well as the hot topic of dating in Dubai. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. The following guest is a true visionary in the world of dating and matchmaking. She's the founder and CEO of her own groundbreaking matchmaking concierge at Maction, which employs the cutting edge power of AI to unite like-minded singles in the vibrant heart of the UAE. She's also a thriving entrepreneur with her own matchmaking agency for ultra high net worth individuals. Her thoughts, wisdom, and insider knowledge have been featured in regional publications like The National, College Times, Arabian Business, Golf News, and many more. A published author, a former D1 athlete, an educator, a former educator hailing from my very own home state of New York. Please give a warm round welcome to Christi Christiana Maction, aka the Dubai Matchmaker. Hi. <laughs> did I get everything right? Welcome. Did I get everything right? You did. <laughs> okay, Aww, cool, cool. That was so nice. Yeah. Thank no, you for joining uh, us. Thank you for joining of us. Course. Seriously, I know it's been a little bit. My You're... fellow Americans. There, yes. are, there aren't many of us it's here. Not many of us. So <laughs> we have to band together. There's yeah. not. There's not. Uh, so, Christiana, before yeah. we get in, into the interview and into talking about you, I've been doing this little. Uh, this little game in the beginning of our uh sort of interviews where i okay. it's a word association so i say a word and you uh -huh. tell me the first thing that comes out of your mind uh. it has nothing to do with the conversation so i think this one's very fitting for you oh god love love yeah no love i love love, love. you love love yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, okay yeah. all right that's good, that's good. <laughs> all right, wait, you have to love love absolutely. I guess, in, your, in, in your absolutely in your in your uh, profession so like for me 
this is sort of like new territory. I've never spoken to a matchmaker before okay. or anybody in that industry. So this is going to be really entertaining to a lot of people. So, But before we get into your sort of professional journey, yes. why don't you give the people in the audience a little bit of background? How did you end up to the UAE? Because again, oh New York is pretty far away. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I feel like, yeah, I mean, gosh, I moved here in 2016. Okay. okay. So I moved from New York. I didn't live anywhere else uh, besides New York my entire life. And back in New York, like my whole family lives within five miles of each other. So I never thought I would ever, ever leave. I fell in love with a boy. He was there on a business trip. And uh, we had a whirlwind romance, everything fast tracked. And a year later, I ended up moving to Abu Dhabi. Mm. So I moved to Abu Dhabi in 2016. (laughs) But um, so, yes, I did move here for love in a Mm -hmm. relationship but um, definitely did the smart thing and made sure that I had a job when I moved here because uh-huh. uh, my former partner, he actually had seen, like he had lived in the region for years and he had seen like other people go through the bring your spouse or bring your partner to the UAE uh-huh. and then uh, maybe they didn't have a purpose here yeah. and then things fell yeah. apart. We used to say that uh, the UAE is where relationships go to die. <laughs> oh my used to God. until yeah. me. Until, until you got me, here. Until and I yes. opened up my agency. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, so I moved here. Okay. We ended up splitting only a few months into me being here. Wow. And Not because you didn't have a purpose here, clearly. No, I did. So I came here as a KG1 teacher. No, that's okay. what I mean. It wasn't yeah. because you didn't have a purpose. No, it wasn't. But I'm so happy that I did come here with a purpose and yeah. a career because I did sign a two year contract when I came okay. and instead of what my parents kind of wanted me to do was to go back to New York because they were like, F it, break the contract, come back to New York, be with your family. Um, it's a really roundabout way. I mean, it's a crazy story mm-hmm. of how we broke up, but I won't get into it. It's way too long. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> but just, just what I say, will say, yeah. I was going to say, was it like heartbreaking that like you that was a consideration or it was like all right so but i got my job no it was traumatic okay, okay. Um, we'll leave it at that. but <laughs> i will say that um that that breakup and then me staying the reason why i stayed in the uae was because i really saw that people here get promoted based on merit rather than longevity especially in i like to say an industry like education okay so for example like back in the u.s or here actually i became a published author and a leader in a school by the age of 28 wow Mm. congratulations and or 29 sorry well no it was 28 and 29 (laughs) i'll claim 28 (laughs) and um no and then where that would have taken me years and probably till i was 48 or 49 in order to achieve that kind of status in the states especially in new york so i will say that if you do take action here you can really make way for yourself to succeed so i was really happy that i climbed that corporate ladder but then i moved from abu dhabi to dubai we were just talking about this off camera so i'm from new york so like i'm very much like dubai is my vibe (laughs) like i know you're in abu but like i just yeah so the real catalyst Wow, the real like kick in the rear that made me go, okay, I need to move out of Abu Dhabi. Yeah, please let us know. <laughs> I had I was on a date 
Mm-hmm. And it was the eighth guy I dated from the same company as my ex. And I said, it is mm. time for me to go. We probably know which company. <laughs> 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 There's only like four in yeah, anyway, like, like, Yeah, yeah. Let, so. let me just stop you right yeah, then, I guess. When I was living in Abu Dhabi and I was... I was oh, also, were you in Abu too? I was in Abu yeah. Dhabi for two and a half years before same, I got two here. And a half. Before okay. I got here to Dubai. And yeah. I was on second, I was on a client secondment at a at an at a at a government entity, I'll just put it that way. Mm-hmm. And I saw that people's people stay in close proximity. We're from New York, right? So I always say when I was living in New York, my work friends were hardly my friends outside of work. But I find that when I moved here, Correct. I saw that that huge the opposite where everybody's friends like they're Mm -hmm. involved in every facet of their life even including on the weekend even they're Mm -hmm. dating right so it sort of seems like you have never have any privacy especially in a place like i mean the uae is small anyway but abu dhabi is very small well yes and i call it proximity settling it's Mm. when you (laughs) are friends with people that you work with people that live in your neighborhood rather than people you're truly compatible with yeah and i mean it's just i mean it's normal right? right and i mean we can get into this when we talk about my app but like basically what happens a lot as expats is that we do go through a lot of proximity settling we go through a lot of trial and error relationships here um that kind of like take you on this long journey to actually find your true compatible <laughs> friends where I'm hoping with Maxion we get to expedite that process with you I or for that. you. And we'll definitely get into that later on in the episode. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. one thing I will say to that is, did you find that, like, again, coming from New York, like when I was with my work colleagues and I have nothing against them or, you know, it's just, I just don't see them as being my friends outside of work for mm-hmm. the most part, mm-hmm. right? But I felt when they sensed that about me, like, you know, they invite me to several things and I say no, then they start ostracizing you a little bit. Mm, As opposed to New York, they're like, no one's going to care. You you have like, you go into a thousand different crannies, you'll never see them again, right? But I find that here, like, if you don't fit into the mold, people are very quick to ostracize you. So certain expats can feel a little... I don't, I don't offended. know offended or they can get lonely or whatever it may be because they don't have like a lot of friends to, that they compat- that they're not compatible with but it's sort of like what are your choices either you go out and find an app like Maxion which we'll yeah. talk about later on <laughs> or which didn't have which wasn't in existence exactly. years ago or you just sort of settle into being friends with people you normally wouldn't be friends with right oh my yeah. gosh I was literally like I was reflecting on this the other day and I was I remember being in Abu Dhabi yeah. and sitting at a table like a dinner table, mm-hmm. right? And this is, I hope I don't offend anybody, but I mean, nowadays you can say anything, you can offend everybody, so it doesn't <laughs> matter. But um, I was sitting at, at a dinner table and I looked around the table and I was like, oh my gosh, if any of my New York friends saw who I was sitting with at this table, they'd be like, who are you, you weirdo? <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll, wait, what was, wait what, was, what was wrong with them? No, no, just meaning like it wasn't the normal set of people that oh, okay. I would have hung out with, yeah. maybe in New York. I'm yeah. so happy and grateful. Thank you, God. Thank you, universe, that I now have my really amazing core group of friends and I keep meeting yeah. more and more people that elevate me and that I'm so proud to call friends. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. but that took like, I'm here over seven years. Like it took me years was, to find But that. Mike's experience is different because you're a ball player. So ball connects you to all these guys that you've met mm-hmm. out here, right? Like yeah, he's, exactly. He plays basketball, so it helps yeah. him. He's going to yeah. be friends with them, whether it's, it doesn't matter what country, yeah. they connected through the common interests of basketball, yeah. right? It's but all I, about that foundation of compatibility. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But I, I would say Mike, experience is different where 
I found myself in places where I would even make friends with people that I normally wouldn't make friends with, but I felt like that allowed me to grow. So like I've yeah. learned to love the game of golfing and I yeah. would never golf before, but that's a thing out here. Yeah. I was like, all right, like I just like it pushed me to like, I got to learn this because otherwise uh-huh. I'm not going to hang out with these guys. I'm not going <laughs> to have anything in common with them. And I actually learned to love it. And the guys are pretty cool. So, yeah. you know, once you get to know them, once you give them a chance. So. Yeah, I'll give you that. Yeah. There's certain people that I've met that wouldn't maybe have traditionally have gone. And oh my like, gosh, they're, they're so great. I'm like, wow, like I, if it wasn't because of this situation of me being an expat, I wouldn't have met you otherwise. One yeah. of my besties when I was in Abu Dhabi was a 64-year-old woman. Oh, like, oh, we used to like, just like kick it and hang out all the time. And yeah. I absolutely adored her. She's giving me the secrets <laughs> to life. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Okay, so you move on from Abu Dhabi to Dubai, oh, gosh, right? Yeah. You notice that you have, you dated this one guy how, so you, you know you're still an educator at this point I'm assuming yes 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 so how I'm still did, can you explain us yeah. can you explain how you got in from education into matchmaking because it yeah. seems like a pretty niche area right to get into so <laughs> for sure how did you go I mean I guess I could kind of see education and matchmaking going together but how, how did you sort of <laughs> how did you sort of make that jump so during the pandemic in 2020 so I've always been a person like I need to do things mm. I what is this like idle time idle mind i don't know whatever the term you you don't like to sit on idle hands no yeah yeah i can't right right. so during uh 2020 especially working in education you're home and you're not going into work you're doing less work hours wise and i decided to start an instagram account called dating in dubai (laughs) and where i was documenting my experience as an expat here Mm -hmm. dating and I was doing it because I just I love storytelling and I love connecting with other people. Um, I personally love dating in Dubai. But what I learned from that account <laughs> is that people hated dating in Dubai. <laughs> That's uh, I've heard yeah. the majority of the. I heard the other side of it. I've yeah, never, I haven't heard too many yeah, people I say, heard I love it. Uh, yeah. oh <laughs> I haven't God, heard that I love yeah. it. Man yeah. or woman, I haven't heard that they yeah. loved it out here. So I call it a I'm, roller coaster uh, ride. Okay. There's the highs and there's the lows. Yeah. That's with anything in life. <laughs> I also think, though, that people, so I think that the account gained some popularity because people were attracted to like my empowered dating standpoint, where I always say to date with high standards, but zero expectation. Like you can't go into a date expecting the other person to be your spouse, right? Because then you're yeah. always, for the majority of the time, is going to be let down. But you always yeah. have your high standards, so you go in with positivity and just, I mean, there are tricks and tips that I give to make every first date successful and think that people like really liked that. But anyway, the overall lesson that I learned from this account was that people hated dating in Dubai. Right. And I've always been a solution seeker. So I literally said, I was like, I am going to solve dating in Dubai. But the real kick in the rear again that made me do this is at the time I was working for a private school out here, leading a staff of 55. They caught wind of the account and let me go in 24 hours. Really? Yeah. They just said, I mean, what was the, what was the formal reason that they gave you? So they didn't say this in these words, but you can just deduce it down to that it didn't match the ethos of their school, which is fine. And I totally get that. And I truly believe that every left turn, right turn, U turn in your life leads you to your destination. 
Every rejection yeah. is a redirection, right? Yes. So. And what I took from that, so I mean, I was still on salary. I was still on my visa. I couldn't do anything with dating in Dubai. That was part of the contract of me leaving. But it gave me this time to reflect and kind of figure out what I wanted to do, how I would solve this problem. It started out that I was going to be like a dating manager, like manage people's dating lives. But then, yeah, because I was like, you know what? It's a full time job to date. If you're dating for like a Mike. partner, <laughs> well, I mean, dating for prime or, or anything, it is a full-time job. Yeah. So I knew how to navigate the scene. So I said that that's how I'm going to do it. But then it um, evolved into a matchmaking agency. And I mean, I was just like, I didn't go to any matchmaking school or anything like that. I just said in my head, I was like, how would people want to date here to make their lives easier? I have amazing women in my network. So mm -hmm. I just started collecting people to put into my database. And I've always been a connector my entire life, whether it was for friends, romantic connections, business relationships. Yep. I've always okay. been, you should meet so-and-so and have been super successful that way. Yeah. My grandfather used to work in politics, so he's always been a connector as well. So with that, I just kind of took a leap and I just said, I got my first client and I said, F it, let's do this. Congratulations. Nice. So that's going to yeah. be my next thing. Uh, just as a technical question, are yeah. there any like qualifications or courses you need <laughs> to say to become a dating coach, there, matchmaker? Yeah, I mean, there are, but in all honesty, you either have a knack for it or you don't. Okay. Yeah. okay. And I think that also what helped me really grow my business, enhance my skills and deliver all the success that we have is I had my agency at first and it was just me. It was a solo agency and caught wind of a huge global brand who then said, hey, let's join a team. Let's join forces Congrats. and being with them. And they've had they have over three decades of experience. Our systems are completely flawless. We house the largest matchmaking database in the entire globe. Other matchmakers come to us when they're looking for top, top uh, profiles. So having them as partners in a team, it's been incredible. So. Awesome. Wow. So. Can now that you're at the point, so how close were you going back to New York when they let you go? Or were, they, no. were you were like, I'm going to make it work here no matter no, what? I, I love do. the UAE. Okay. I made my decision to stay here after I was seeing success in uh, education. Got it. Because I mean, I had really built a name for myself and a reputation. Like I was like a teacher trainer all over UAE, like when I was 28 years old, you know, I right. published author of, where was I? Emirates Literature Festival, Abu Dhabi International Book Fair. Like I loved education. I mean, I still do, but I'm well, not in it anymore. You educate people now in, in a way, right? Exactly. Right? So that's why I said you can connect the two. Yes, yeah. Um, so. Okay, so you have your matchmaking agency now, so we're along the road. Did you have initially... Because, I, you know, I scrolled around to your, your website. You guys have a vetting, a pretty yes. arduous vetting process. Did you have Love a vetting that. process at the beginning <laughs> uh, when you first started? Or was it just sort of like, okay, I kind of need to get a client? Or mm -hmm. how did you decide that the client that you ultimately took on was the right first client? No, I mean, of course, when you start businesses, right, you're figuring it out along the way. And, I mean, I've had a couple of clients that I've had to let go of because they either just weren't adhering to the rules that I put in place that were put in place by the UAE and uh, had to let them go that way. Um, also, yeah, I think that 
when you first start a business too, you have this mindset of like, gosh, you need clients, right? Because yeah. yeah. obviously, like, how else are you going to survive? Yeah. But then as you grow and you do become more discerning in who you choose to work with, the universe rewards you. So mm -hmm. when you say client, yeah. um, I guess, can any woman sign up or, hey, sign me up, I want to meet, uh, you know, I want to meet yeah. something the love of my life? Or is it is it the man that's the client and, yeah. you know, he has to pay a fee or something like that? Yeah. So women are free to join our database. Okay. I only work with men exclusively as paying clients because our database is absolutely huge in the sense that, yeah, we that's always been our business model that we work with men. And mm -hmm. do you find it that women don't need help with matchmaking? Like what's what's been yeah. your sort of your own personal experience? I mean, obviously, I would imagine that women can find dates but whether or it's not so to find a quality date yeah. a quality date right? quality date yeah, it's not the date. quantity yeah. it's the quality right yeah. so that's that's really why or one of the big reasons why i'm launching maction is that both parties pay and both parties are on the platform Got it. so i'm excited for that because also we get to reach a much wider audience because with the core business of matchmaking um the really personalized hands-on it uh, it's the price point that most people can't access but it's also a business where i only take on a certain number of clients per quarter where maction is going to be a way that you get access to my services on a much wider scale so is the typical client that you take on super ultra high net worth uh that's that's pretty much yes that's, that, I, i'm assuming is, that's for, one for of the both genders so for the matchmaking the core business that's only we only take on men as clients for right. maction Everybody e can everybody. join. I mean, you can apply. It's about if we accept you as a member or not. And we have uh, different prices when we're launching and then basically how our memberships are going to work from there. Got mm -hmm. it. Okay. So who? what's sort of like the vetting process to become a client? To and without become giving, a matchmaking client? Yeah. No, I mean, I can uh, talk about it. It's all over my website. So you have to apply to be a client first, okay. right? We have some information on you. Um, and then we... We'll invite you if we feel like you might be a good fit. We'll invite you for a, a screening call. This is where we get to know you, okay. what you're looking for, uh, your personality. See if we can even help you. Because sometimes we get on a call with uh, these guys and we don't have what they're looking for. And then we, <laughs> there's no need to move forward no. after that. Then, uh, then we do a paid call, paid video call, where I put together a presentation of current women that we have in our database based on your screening call of who we think would be a good fit. It's a great way. It's like that intermediary step before signing on for a full membership. It's a great way for us to see what your type is because men always say, oh, I'm attracted to everything. Oh, I'm really open. <laughs> but when you get, when we start showing you profiles and you learn, you're learning about these women confidentially, obviously, um, we get to understand what you're actually looking for. Can we help you? But it's a great way for not only our potential clients to vet us and our database, but for us to see how well we work together okay. or not work together yeah, okay. both parties go apart separately and we decide okay is, do we want to invite this person to be a full-time uh matchmaking client and then we would send contracts uh payment we have our welcome call and then start dating okay and do you find that that 
the men that you traditionally work with just don't have the time to meet people or they're incapable of meeting people. So they just need you to sort of bring me... I can handle the dating portion while I'm in the day, but I just don't have the time to go out to meet people. So we, so you're a lawyer, right? Mm-hmm. So usually people call you when they have a problem. Uh, and that's the only time they call me. Yeah. <laughs> so for me, I love lawyers. Yeah. I have lawyers now. I've had lawyers for the past years. I love a lawyer, right? Uh-huh. Just to set the foundation. But beyond that, I always say that matchmakers, our job is you're outsourcing your love life to an expert. Okay. To us, we will obviously we have all the women interview, vet them, see if they're a good match for you. And because we've been doing this, we have years of experience. We understand what could be a good match, but it's up to you to decide whether or not you have a connection. But I think when you're going back to the time factor is that we plan, book, confirm the date, manage the communication, manage the feedback afterwards so that. You we're expediting the entire process for you, but then we're also expediting, expediting so that you find success. Yeah. Okay. Much you're kind of quicker. removing the guesswork. We take feedback and it's like, it. yes. does she really like me? Can we go on a second date? Or mm-hmm. you know, okay. I love the feedback process. Okay. Yeah. So, at what point does the does your services get removed from from the interaction yeah. between the two people? Like, at yep. what point is it? Is there like okay, off on you? Go yeah. fly off the nest. Like, yeah. do what you need to do. So the way that we operate, so each client is very different. Mm -hmm. Some clients prefer like a more hands-on approach and like we walk them through relationships. Like I have some clients that still message me and are like, hey, I want to get so-and-so a present. What do you think I should get her? And then I'll end up messaging her. Hey, how's it going? (laughs) And like, and I'll figure out what would be a good one? Like I even go buy presents for my clients. The ultimate ultimate wing woman. (laughs) Yes, exactly. And then we have some clients like after the first date, once it's a yes, yes on both sides and we get consent from both parties, we do share contact information. Oh, they don't even have contact information for one another. Not before, no. Wow, okay. Oh, and I guess one of the rules is don't ask for (laughs) Yes, it's because, so when I first opened up my agency here, I didn't know if it was allowed to have a matchmaking agency so when i i hired lawyers to go through every law you could imagine Mm. and they basically uh we came up with a set of rules that would match and be accepted by this region Mm. and that's one of them and i just think about consent in general and that in order to make the process super duper smooth let me handle everything once it's a yes yes go fly do do what you need to do it just makes things so much easier and smoother for sure now are your clients is it a lifelong sort of like informal relationship with you guys like Mm -mm. in terms no so once they're done and once they've deemed it successful you guys remove that's the end of the contract no so you sign up for membership with us Mm -hmm. now we're probably the only agency that offer unlimited matchmaking opportunities in your membership so you buy time with us like I think shortest contract I've ever done was like three months, but I usually say four months to six months is like a nice sweet spot okay. where we can really find you success. Yeah. And to personalize a little bit, what's success to you in dating? Oh my gosh. So each client's so different. I know. But for yeah. you, for me, for you personally. Oh, I mean, of course I would, a husband, Okay. you can build something with okay. business, life, family. So I have a question for you. So Go. You love dating here. I do. Um, I'm not sure. Are you married? Or? No, no, no. Okay, uh-huh. all right. So, 
You love dating here. Do you love just going on dates or are you like, I'm looking for a husband? Well, I don't think you should ever be looking. You attract what you need and what you want. Um, Right now, I am building three different businesses. So I'm meeting amazing people through that process. Like you'll never see me on an app on the traditional apps, matching, yeah. right? <laughs> but uh, no, no, no. Um, I think that I'm putting, yes, I'm putting the steps in place where I have now, I, I love, love, love who I am. Okay. Therefore, I know that I'm going to attract my ideal partner. Okay. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Nice. Okay. So what's the most ridiculous excuse you ever heard from a client for not wanting to continue with a potential match? Without, so I guess I without, like, I guess, so like, yeah, yeah. Well, like, what's the most ridiculous excuse? You're like, are you serious? Well, <laughs> okay. So you want ridiculous funny or the thing I hear all the time? I want ridiculous both. funny. I want and both. I want both. <laughs> you can give me the one that you don't want all the She's time. She's too skinny. Is the one you've heard the most? Not at all. Ridiculous. She's too skinny. I mean, listen, it's a personal preference. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's it's personal preference, and I get that. Um, Men are very visual creatures. I always say that men fall in love through their eyes, women fall in love between their ears. We're very Mm. much, uh, you can coerce us into things by laughing, making us laugh. (laughs) Mr. Smiley, right here, man. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So, um, but the thing that I hear a lot after after first dates that I find I find personally ridiculous there was no chemistry there was no spark and I'm like but what what you guys are searching for this elusive spark this is something that has been like created by Hollywood and usually that spark that you're searching for is actually a surge of anxiety where you're unsure about the person and the person isn't making you feel safe where instead I promote going on a second date with somebody because when you first meet somebody, especially like a quote unquote cold meeting, yeah. right? Um, of course, there's going to be nerves involved. Like there's no familiarity there just yet. Yeah. I always encourage people go on second dates. I think yeah. then somebody feels more comfortable yeah. with the other person. And also you're not meant to feel anxious when you're actually yeah. supposed to be with the right partner. You're supposed yeah. to feel safe. It is supposed to feel comfortable. I I laugh when I see like or women or men, right, saying like, oh, I hate the drama, but yet that's all they search for in relationships. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, <laughs> yeah the toxicity they, they can be that. addicting. People love and that. And I find that so crazy because for me, what I love in life is peace. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love peace. Yeah, as, as someone who's in a relationship, that's one okay. of the things that I love about my partner. Yeah. She brings me a certain sense of uh, peace in my life. Yeah, I'm not saying our relationship is perfect. Obviously, we argue, mm-hmm. right? Like every normal relationship, but we always try to find a compromising ground, right? Yeah. There's none of that toxicity. And, you know, in the beginning when we, her and I started speaking, it was, we got to know each other. Yes. We spoke for a whole month without seeing each other because I was living in London at the time okay. and she was in New York. So all we had was to talk to each other. And even yes. now in, when I'm in Dubai and she's now in New York currently temporarily, we all we do is talk to each other. 
right? So we get to really get to know each other yeah. so yeah. that when we're actually in front of each other, it's sort of just... It's a stronger connection. It's a stronger connection. That's what holds us together. I've been in relationships before where it was just literally, I was just there because I was physical. Like, physical. I'm yeah. only there because I like how you look, but I really, I'm not really vibing with the person yeah. you are, right? Like, and or your personality. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would say that's probably the spark people talk about because... Yeah. I've been on dates where it's hard for, and, and I think I have a good personality or you know, <laughs> I think so. <laughs> but you know, when, if I'm going on a date and it's like pulling teeth to get a conversation mm -hmm. out, then it's like, I don't know if I would do a second date. Yeah. Where sometimes you just go on a date and it's like, I felt like I knew this person my whole life. And it's, there's no, even the silent moments aren't like dead space. It's, it's comforting. I, you know? I always, I mean, I think that a good, uh, tip is right is to look for intellectual intercourse yes Can i like that, that. Back yeah. and forth mm -hmm. back and forth and um i mean a tip right if if you are on a date right i always tell people that to make every first date successful find out what the other person is an expert in because number one, it is going to make the other person shine. They're going to feel comfortable. Yeah. Number two, you can learn something new. That's true. So it's like, even if you don't end up seeing this person or it's not a relationship afterwards, you can be like, oh, you know, I learned something new. Success. Ding. Check. Mm, take, take notes. Now, what what are some of the more common excuses that you have mm. uh, that you find the skinny one was obviously ridiculous, right? Yeah. Maybe it's a personal preference, but what are some of the yeah. things that you hear about? Because you mentioned in the beginning of the episode, oh, people were just sort of tired of dating here, but mm -hmm. you had a very, you seem to have a very positive experience dating yeah. here. What are what are some of the things that maybe men and women are doing here locally that are they're are catching them pitfalling? Because that that's yeah. something that I've heard. I actually know two people that have left because the dating Correct. was so I, bad. I know, I know a lot of people yeah. that have left. I think that. When you're going into any date or any scenario with a negative perspective on it, you're never going to win, period. Yeah. So if, you, if you're if you like, oh, I give up, there are no good men here, there are no good women here, you're always going to fail, period. Yeah. So I, I like to say you need to date like a duck. Everything is water off your back. So you go on a date with somebody, if it's a great experience, amazing. If it's not the greatest experience, no problem, next. And I think that a lot of people get caught up on that they hope, they hang on to the hope of something yeah. rather than focusing on if there was any connection, true connection with this person. They're hanging on to yeah. the hope of a relationship or to yeah. just say they're in a relationship rather than seeking true compatibility and connection. I think that speaks more to how you feel about yourself, though, if you're holding on to that. Mm -hmm. if you're that if you're insecure with yourself, you're going to allow things that are not, you know, they're not good for you, but you're going to hold on to them. As opposed to being a confident person, I'm sure mm -hmm. the moment you start seeing a couple red flags, one or two, whatever yeah. your limit is, you're going to be like, I'm out of here. I'm that type yeah. of person where when I date or when I've dated more recently as, a, as an older person. I guess older, younger person. Um, I just don't invite certain things into my Correct. life. Yeah. Uh, I I just have no tolerance for it. There's certain things I under I understand. There's just human interact reactions to certain things, but there toxicity, uh, sort of like not being emotionally intelligent. Like mm -hmm. you need to be vulnerable with your own emotions. I mm -hmm. I need that because I need to know how you're how you feel, and you I need you to be comfortable enough to communicate those feelings to me. Definitely. Or else our relationship is never going to work. 
So I think that how you allow people to treat you is a direct reflection of your self-esteem and how you love yourself. Yeah. I have a, I have a question for you. Um, how do you deal with cultural differences here? Because like yeah. you said, um, there's not a lot of Americans here. Um, so how do you personally deal with cultural differences in dating? Mm-hmm. And as well as um, how do you set the expectations for your clients? Like, do you have a lot of locals mm-hmm. that are coming to you? And yeah. they have traditional ways of dating and getting married. And yeah, what's that I like? mean, it's interesting, right? When I think about, like, I think that's one of the greatest positives about dating here in Dubai is that you can literally date the entire map. You have access to so many different people from so many different walks of life, nationalities, religions, backgrounds. I think that that's the most amazing part. Some people might find that challenging, right? Especially if you're a person that grew up in a homogeneous community where everybody looks the same, speaks the same, has the same religion background. It might be something difficult for you to adjust and accept um, other different types of dating pools, but... For the most part, I would think that most people that move to this country are open-minded. It's just a... I guess it's a matter of preference in terms yeah. of I I say that religion should be a factor if you are interested in having a family because then that goes into possibly how you're going to raise your children under which religion and both parties needs both parties need to be on the same page with that because that's a family that you're creating a unit yeah. um, but what I will say is when I deal with cuz we do have GCC clients okay Each one of them is different, but um, like I have a client, for example, who studied in the West and wants a Western wife because he is used to that kind of mindset. And that's what he's seeking. I have another client that's like, I will only marry GCC, but they need to have studied in the West. Mm. So it's interesting how that works there. For you personally, when you're dating, have you came across... You know, have you, are you dating differently than you would in New York? Definitely. Okay. Yes, definitely. In the sense that I think that you should take advantage of dating the map when you are here. Because, I mean, I didn't grow up in like a homogeneous town because like I grew up in New York. But maybe I grew up dating the same types of people okay. where here you get to explore and experience what something different that you actually might be attracted to or connect with. So I like to say that I don't have any type physically. It's more about like an energy between two people that makes the most sense. And which is why I always say like, especially people who are on the apps and even when I do matchmaking, right? I have to send profiles. Yeah. I always say, don't judge from a flat profile. Meet this person in person because you never know what kind of energy and connection you're going to have with them. So I have two questions. I'll ask the first one. What are your like sort of general thoughts on dating apps? On the, on, on the not your concierge What's currently app, out there is yeah. broken. Okay, and why is it that? It is broken because... Most of these apps are freemium in the sense that anybody can join. There is no filtering system when it comes to that. So you don't even know who you're getting. Is this a real person? Is this a scammer? I mean, there are so many scams that go on now. It's actually kind of scary. And um, with that being said, especially in a place like Dubai, where most of us are expats, there's no history between these people that you're meeting. Mm -hmm. And most of like when you're on the dating apps, right? These people live in your phone. 
So you don't feel an actual emotional connection to them rather than somebody introducing you to somebody or, oh, you went to the same university or you live in the same neighborhood. There's some kind of accountability intact there where now there isn't. So people become disposable and then you start getting treated that way, which I think that's broken. Do you feel like the dating has made people lazy in dating as well? Because I've heard... um, well, one, I heard people get brave, right? You should see some of the responses some of my girlfriend's friends get on the dating apps. They would never it's say horrendous. that in person. They would never say that in person. Yeah. And also, <laughs> I dare you. Dudes, say it to my yeah, face. Even, even from the and they wouldn't shoot their, and they like, shoot their yeah. shot in person to that person anyway. Because yeah. what's the what's the loss is going to happen? You don't get a response to the most you, of them. It's, yeah. it's faceless, right? Yeah. And I think that I agree with you that from what I've heard and some of the experience that I hear just from Mike, right? This is just from his own experiences, right? Sometimes I feel like people, when it comes to dating in today's day, day and age, don't make, don't focus on the emotions too mm-hmm. much. They focus Correct. everything on the physical because now everything with social media and these dating apps, you catch everything visually, but who, how, am I going to like this person? When I sit down with them, when I communicate with them, how is it that they view the world? How is it that they um, react to certain situations emotionally, right? Psych- psychologically, right? So, I love this. Yeah, no, keep right? going. Right, and, and I, I, I just find that these apps don't take accountability for that. And that's the reason that what leads to people saying, oh, men ain't this or women ain't that, right? Like, it's so, so it's sort of, mm-hmm. you never gave yourself the opportunity to sort of sit down and judge them from a different angle rather than, because you're already judging them just based on physicality. Correct. Right? So Correct. I, I, I just find it, look, I, I never want to be single in this, in this, in this day and age, because <laughs> I think I would personally struggle, but I, um, I, I just find that these apps have really made people lazy in the way that they approach people. Yeah. And I also think like what you're saying is that people are being judged right away on their physical appearance. And what I love about what we're creating with Maction is that we really take into account shared values life goals and the current ai engine that we're building in parallel it's all about like what you were saying like we're gonna have like personality involved in that right emotional intelligence what kind of compatibility and what is really interesting to me is that nowadays everybody is just swiping and they are maybe yeah they're not connecting and then they're seeing this person as something else because of social media like the other day i went out and this girl who had just met me for the first time but she only knew me from social media she was like oh my gosh you're so different in person i'm like yeah like i'm not i'm not giving you 30 second bits like my entire damn day no, right? like, oh and let me tell you i don't know like that's not how i am personally but anyway um with that being said it's all about connection and what i like and what i see is that there's this kind of like shift where people are really like i don't want to be on a dating app anymore and people are seeking connection 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 and that's what i can't wait to bring to the market okay awesome i I have one so um being that dubai is an extravagant place um you know what are the expectations that people have coming yeah. over here like on a first date like from a woman's perspective are they, <laughs> we see dubai bling are they expecting to get helicopter ride and <laughs> eat it at the restaurant um what is it under the atlantis you know under water and for a guy we're like all right you know you might have to get a chanel bag on a second date or something oh my god <laughs> i think that um it's it's interesting right because everybody has different expectations and i don't fault 
any man, any woman for putting their standards directly out there. This is what I expect. Mm -hmm. Good for you, because guess what? The God and universe rewards you when you are direct and clear. So guess what? These women who are like, I need a Chanel bag before you take me on a first date, they most likely get it because they're just like, this is what you need to do. <laughs> and this and is the market I don't where you'll get them. it. <laughs> and no, and for me, I'm like, good on you, girl. Like, you know exactly what you want. Um, I think that there are different expectations different people everybody is so individual mm -hmm. but dubai does have this kind of like dubai bling aspect to it where people might think that that's how dubai is but what i love about this place is that you can make dubai anything you want it to be yeah. mm -hmm. whether you want to be a super party place super glitz you can be in the mountains yeah. one day in the sea in the same day in the mm -hmm. downtown in the same exact day within hours of each other yeah. like yeah. for me like i'm sober so like i live a sober life here and i still go out and i still do all these things yeah. and nice. i think that everybody has different levels of expectation and standard and it's just what you want from a partner or what you're expecting. But what I will say is a lot of people ask me about the list, right? Creating a list of, oh, these are the requirements that I want in a partner. And I always love to say, you can create that list of qualities and values, go for it. But then you need to be that list in order to attract that person finally because yeah. you need to attract you attract what you are or what you exude sort of, right or yeah. what you exude to if you want a successful person whatever metric you also need yeah. to be sort of successful ambitious. in that measure, ambitious. right or yeah. ambitious right driven mm -hmm. driven successful whatever if you want to be emotionally if you want an emotionally intelligent partner you need you to be, a, be you must be emotionally intelligent if you want yeah. them to be vulnerable you need to be vulnerable 1, right it's like people want to just take and not give and i think that's where yes. people are faulting today yes and i i think though that that is that ties into a lot on social media and what i see a lot in people in general and <laughs> this is funny <laughs> But what I see a lot is that nowadays people's personalities are just um, repetitions of podcasts that they listen to. Oh it's no gosh, like yes. real innate <laughs> opinions on things yes. or any kind of like yeah. deduction of an actual original thought. It's yeah. all things that are heard and repeated, which I find crazy. I'm you like, know, what? You know what's funny? For <laughs> this like podcast a... episode, we could have followed the traditional sort of like, yeah. uh, we could have taken this in this traditional route that would just get virality <laughs> and just get clicks and stuff like that. But I want wanted the the just sort of just yeah. make it about the podcast for a second we want original authentic conversation mm -hmm. that sort of trends away from that sort of clickbait stuff because yeah. i think we're stuck tying it back to what you said everyone's stuck back on social media everybody kind of attaches their worth now to social media in a, in a strange way yeah. right which is weird to me because 20 i grew up without social media so i never yeah. i don't need an yeah. app or telling me how many followers or clicks i get on a on a on yeah. a like or a post to determine my worth, right? Mm -hmm. Eventually, yes, that's a certain mark of your success on any business, of course. I, I, more clicks, more I always likes. say don't be a slave to the views and the likes. If you're producing content, produce content because you're contributing yeah. something. I mean, whether that's a booty pick or education. <laughs> Whatever that's you want, you good. are contributing <laughs> to society. Yeah, you are. <laughs> and I guess one more 
question about your app. So yeah. without giving too much of the secret sauces, I know you're in just right before pre-launch. <laughs> okay. Can you give us a little bit to the extent yeah. that you can how your app uses AI to sort of yeah. match people? Definitely. So the AI engines that we're building in parallel. So the way that it works is obviously you need data in order to build an engine that learns. And the feedback so we're collecting after people meet so i think like the key things about our app that make us different from others besides like the vetting and it's an exclusive platform is that once it's a yes yes on both sides we actually plan book and confirm the date that's part of that concierge that goes into it and then be um after that we collect feedback internal and external feedback so the other person knows whether it was a good connection or not or you move on but the internal feedback will feed into our ai engine will that will then perfect the compatibility process wow yeah Seems that is gold nowadays so like uh, it, it is because it's also good for us to learn and like what i've learned as a matchmaker as well is you can never tell if somebody is actually going to get on until they meet in person that is you, true you can't like two <laughs> profiles can be absolutely perfect for one another then they just don't have anything yeah. going on okay. where i i mean i th think i can predict what compatibility yeah, yeah, will yeah, be yeah. so when i do kind of like push a client to go on a date, nine out of ten times they end up going. You know, I'm gonna see. I'll make up a name, Sarah again. Okay, nice. And then you go, I told you. Yeah. <laughs> so, what are some of the? I guess tying it back to that, what are some of the common dating pitfalls that that you've seen that your clients experience? Giving because yeah. you, you work with a particularly niche market, right? Yes. So you're gonna you. I'm assuming these guys are super hardworking. They're entrepreneurs, yes. or CEOs. Most of them are founders. Founders, founders CEOs. They've mm -hmm. built their own their own empires, and that's where the whole maybe they didn't build out their networks because they were busy building their own empires, or they just are very time poor yeah. and they need somebody, or they're used to outsourcing everything in their life, and that's why they hire a matchmaker. It's funny because I think that people have this misconception that like our guys are people who can't get dates. Like I look at our database of clients. I'm like, these men are hot. They're good looking. <laughs> they're builders, but they're kind and they're okay. authentic and they're actually putting an investment into their future and leaving it to the experts. And I'm like... They're amazing. I can see women right now. What's the, what's they the, should. ChristianaMaction.com. And what are some of the common pitfalls you see yeah. th that they have when they're dating? Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and that sort of niche mm -hmm. type of kind of specific type of man. I would say that I have two types of clients. I mean, I don't like to put people in boxes, but there are some, some, some of our clients come to us and they use the service to have a wider network. Uh, different choices, more options. And um, some of our clients come to us because they want to learn and they want to become better daters and better partners. Some of our clients, I think, because we do offer unlimited matchmaking opportunities, they want to go on dates with lots and lots see, of yeah. women, which is <laughs> fine because that's what we offer and we have the database mm -hmm. to support it. Um, some of our clients don't date enough. And that, and I yeah. tell them, right, I actually prefer the guy who goes on 100 dates. Well, we never put guys on 100 dates. But I prefer the guy who goes on dates because then the process becomes perfected. Because right. your feedback then actually helps us narrow, like basically narrow it down and curate the entire experience so that you find success. Awesome. I have yeah. a guy who goes on one date every two months. And I'm like, 
you need to go on more dates. You need to go on more dates because not only like dating is a skill. It's a yeah. muscle that you need to flex. So you need yeah. to go on the dates and then we need to hear feedback from both parties in order to find you success. That's why recent divorcees who've yeah. been in long marriages struggle dating out the gate because Definitely. they just gotten used to sort of certain habits from their own relationship that doesn't really apply to modern dating etiquette right so we have we have um lots of clients that come to us post-divorce because they've never dated in the 2020s they have no idea what dating looks like nowadays and they want the guidance and the help that we can provide them I i have a quick one what about pda in dubai is, oh, it's fine. Oh, I, mean, I, mean, this, I, mean, I mean, no, no, it's, it's not fine. <laughs> <laughs> Just, I mean, I think like what I love about the UAE is yeah. that it is a country where there are rules and things are very black and white and it is very respectful. Like I think yeah. about versus living in the States, like people are like <laughs> really wild. Like yeah. people are wild and lewd and crass. Where here I prefer the rules i think it's okay. much okay. more classy okay but it's not to the extreme i just because no, i want i want to use this platform to also dispel the myths that people think like you can't no. give a peck on the, like a, a kiss no just hold don't be vulgar vulgarity is not welcomed here right but yeah. it's uh, holding hands giving yeah. a peck kiss every once in a while no one's judging you off of that it's when you no. start slobbering and stuff <laughs> like that it's like maybe but i wouldn't mm-hmm. want to see that no matter where i'm at doesn't matter, I know, right? But you see it a lot in other places. Yeah, in the world. it's true. Mm-hmm. It is true. So, what are do you also get like single parents that come to you who are men? Of course. Like, yeah. yeah. So. Oh my gosh! Of course. Yeah, I I love like I always say too like with joining the database as a woman, please join any shape, size, color, age, religion, everything, any kind of marital status. Because you never know which kind of clients we're going to have. And it's funny because I think that people have this misconception that the clients that we have are only looking for models who are 22 years old. Hmm. Oh, my goodness. No. Our clients like our clients come to us for real connection. And they also understand that that's not just physical. Like there needs to be intellectual, emotional, all of that involved as well. Okay, cool. And. Uh, just one quick question. You, you've heard of the app Raya? That's yeah, like yeah, for yeah. like. Mm-hmm. So, what would be, I guess, some di- differences between like yeah. sort of your app and Raya? Because yes. they kind of cater to the same crowd, sort of. I think. Um, where we are exclusive, like okay. like Raya is, there will be a waiting list and uh, all of that. But I think that what's different about us is most of the people that are on Raya, it's hard to find Dubai people on there, mm. and with us, it's exclusive for dubai only at the moment Mm -hmm. and then we will be launching city by city and with that as well is the whole concierge that goes into it the feedback but the number one thing that i cannot wait 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 to share about maction are our in-person events so as Maction members, you get invited to events that are small group, medium group, one large social per quarter. I like to say that it's going to be like university parties with a touch of sophistication. No, Just have to touch. do it behind. The, <laughs> might have to do it behind the scenes. Yeah. <laughs> no, that that you have to keep the exclusivity so that people can keep going. Yeah. That's the thing, right? Um, okay, so two questions yeah. before we. I think we wrap this up. So the first one is, well, three. If I'm new to the city, yes. what 
advice now that you've had this wealth of experience as a mm-hmm. matchmaker, your own dating experience, what advice would you give to someone who's a new expat here in terms of navigating the dating scene here in Dubai? Say yes to every date. Damn. Just go. <laughs> I mean, obviously in safe spaces. Like, yeah. I mean, don't go to anybody's house. Don't get in anybody's car. <laughs> Meet in public places. Say yes. What a really cool thing, especially if you're new to the city, I like to call it a dating wish list. Got it. Write down all different places you want to go, experiences you want to have. So when you are, when somebody does ask you out on a date, you can kind of be like, oh, I haven't been to Dubai Aquarium yet. Let's go. Yeah, that's cool. And then, that's cool. and then let's say even if it's a bust of a date, you went to Dubai Aquarium. Exactly. <laughs> it's cool. No, it's really cool. I, I think that's a great, a great way to be in a new city. Yeah, trying that. different things rather Why than not? going to the same dinners, right? Like you could always go to dinner with oh your friends. Oh my gosh, dinner, exactly, right? yeah. exactly. Do something okay. different. So what advice would you give yourself now that you, you know, 2020 is high, 20, hindsight is 2020. What yeah. advice would you give yourself now that you've have this experience in matchmaking? What would you have told yourself 10 years ago, five years ago, six You're years gonna ago? You're going to be a billionaire. <laughs> Enjoy the ride. Take every left, take every right, take every U-turn. <laughs> oh man, that's cool. Billy. <laughs> yeah, no, it's 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 really I think when you go through experiences in your life, Definitely. you kinda like you can't repeat anything that's already done, right? It's done, but you could always apply it forward. And I think mm-hmm. that's the reason why there's never any losses. There's always wins in experiences, right? And learning lessons. I had a um, principal or director of the school once in like her beginning of the school year speech, she said, um, fail forward. No. And then as I'm going through the startup journey of being a first time tech founder, I keep hearing this and the way that I've kind of like condensed it, fail forward and fail fast. And, but I don't like the word fail. I like to say that everything is a lesson learned. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I think that, yeah, you have to go through it. I think you can't appreciate the highs without the lows. Like I, there are times where I've been broke, like broke, 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 zero dollars, like everything on credit cards. Then I look at my life now, like even now, like I I go through like broke times because it's like I'm in the fundraising process. I'm doing all of this. So I appreciate all of the successes and the highs and the love that we're getting because maybe I needed to go through those zero bottom out times. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think Mike, I, I, I got to ask you one question. It's completely Go, left field, yeah. right? Left field. So you said something interesting on one of your stories. <laughs> and we just, me and Mike just want to know, get some clarification. Yeah. So you said three things that identify him as a brokey. Brokey. Right? Yeah. So, right, so the first one, I don't, I don't mind the other two. Cheap, tip, like, you know, being Not cheap with tipping, tipping right? That's yeah. okay, yeah. fine. I think that's, but the first one about coffee dates. Yes, what if I I'm around, what if I meet dates. you, we already had a dinner date. And I'm just oh, around I'm your area. Oh, for for first day. Oh, for first day. Oh. Nobody even saw. I'm around you. I'm thinking about you. Yeah. Let's go get a 15-minute coffee. Oh, my like, gosh, like, of yeah. course. That's, I, I would think that's but thoughtful. You, 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 you know what? I, I wouldn't say coffee because I think that um, that's also, I mean, maybe I've burned this into women's brains. Say, hey, I'm at the local, I'm at whatever the cafe's name. You want to come meet or whatever? But I will say, 
day of dates i hate that you need to plan in advance yeah. like i always say this like a guy, guy last night was like hey i'm gonna be at so and so you want to come meet me and i literally just wrote back i'm not a day of plan girl <laughs> yeah, because you like, respect your not. time, right? Yeah. You can't just hit them up last minute. Yeah. I'm not an think, afterthought, Do you think right? I have nothing to do on a Saturday? Yeah. yeah. Even yeah. if my plan is eating Doritos <laughs> on the couch, like I got a plan you tonight. Got plan today. <laughs> I have <Yeah>. plans. <laughs> okay, so it's more like don't do day of plan just to go get coffee, right? But if it's happening because to be- it doesn't show effort. Okay. And it makes somebody feel like a last minute plan. So it's like broke mentality. It's decision. almost like broke mentality. Oh, sorry. Right? So the coffee thing is cheap, period. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like okay. done. Like also like how romantic can you get on a coffee? Especially the first time that you're meeting somebody. Right. Yeah. Like I'm probably going to dress differently and treat you differently if I'm meeting you for coffee because when I meet people for coffee, it's for business. Okay. And business mm. deals. And I don't think you're in like your sexiest kind of mode when you're doing <laughs> that. I even say, right, let's say you're watching your wallet do a lunch, do a breakfast, have a meal yeah. with somebody or like, yeah, whatever. go to the aquarium. Why not? Aquariums are That's, cool. Uh, okay. okay. We usually want to take number <laughs> five for yeah, the fellas coffee, out there. Right. Don't no, no do coffee, coffee on the first, on the first day, day, fellas. Right. <laughs> right. Do lunch. <laughs> even if you're, yeah, do lunch, right? Yeah, because even if you're breakfast. a little strapped, you know, the month is a little tight, you know, dinner at Zuma may cost a little bit. Take her to a cafe in the middle of the day. Just, <laughs> well, right? also, I always say that it's the man's job to fit the date within his wallet don't like because then then you don't have any kind of animosity towards the other person if it didn't go well and it doesn't turn into something but that's on you you're the one planning it so be smart yeah, you should yeah. always keep it within expectations. I find mm-hmm. like a lot of people, men especially, like to overextend themselves, and then they they don't maybe get the result that they're looking for. Then they hold it against the person on the other side, and that's not fair. Yeah, that's not fair person. at all, at no. all. Okay, cool. So, last question before we sign off. So, as you know, lame of the podcast is last flight out, and what that mm-hmm. means is, you know, me and Mike, we sort of like punched our ticket out of New York and got to yeah. this place being an expat and sort of changed our lives forever, mm-hmm. and we want to ask every guest, especially you, what was that sort of moment in your life where you punched your ticket? What was your last flight out? So in other words, what was that moment in your life that had you not taken that risk, you wouldn't be here in front of us right now? I feel like I'm going to cry. <laughs> <laughs> like happy tears. Um, getting fired was the best thing that ever happened to me from education. One of the other greatest things that ever happened to me was that breakup. Um, I mean, he was the vehicle that initially brought me here. Um, I wouldn't be here without that relationship. Um, That breakup and then things that came after that. I will say that anytime anybody tells me no or is a naysayer or a hater, that is my ticket. And that fuels me so much. Like there are times and of course especially with building businesses where you're going to hear no a lot i love it tell me no every single time because i think that um i I did a reel the other day where it was like what are like the two words that like changed my life or whatever like what i had to say back and it was like i love when somebody tells me no and what i just say back is watch me (laughs) <laughs> that's uh, I like that. that's that's sort of i like to apply that in my own life yeah. too. Mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. why you don't tell the, before we sign off why don't you tell the people where we can, they can find you yes. 
and uh, sort of any events you got coming up that yeah. you want to that you would just kind of want to shout out out there for sure well if you are looking for love in the city please 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 either apply to be a matchmaking client or join our free database at christianamaction.com and if you are ready to outsource your love life and elevate your connections, please join Maxion. That's M-A-X-I-O-N, themaxion.com. Sign up for a VIP waitlist. And I think we're going to be on the app store in a couple weeks. So I'm like, so right. excited. So yeah, join, join, join. <laughs> so uh, thanks again for tuning in, everyone. Please subscribe mm -hmm. to our YouTube channel. Smash that thumbs up button and share this video for the LFO boys. And follow us on social media at Last Fight Out Podcasts. Again, you can follow me at jlibriel 26 I mean, uh, if Mike was here. Yep. Yay. See you guys next week. Bye. So. Man, you didn't have to do them like that, man. You didn't have to do them like that. It was film day. <laughs> yeah. We got we to make a statement. Exactly. We got to make a statement. Let's go. Let's fly out. Let's fly out. Let's fly out.